Coming up today on the Lead to Succeed podcast. People need to understand, like, you don't know where your next customer or client is coming from. And the more people that you connect with, the more probability of that happening at a faster rate. Also, you don't know who you could serve in the process. So that, that kind of abundance mindset, like you're saying, is just for people to be able to connect with more people, to be able to learn from each other, and to be able to help one another, like in terms of services or referrals along the way. What used to take maybe six months to get to 2,000 connections or a year even, um, people are now doing in a week or two. Do you want to learn the tricks that top leaders use to get the most out of themselves and their teams? Well, Naftali Hoff is here to help lead to succeed. Picks the brains of top leaders to learn about their challenges, insights, and best practices. Here's Naftali. Hello, Lead to Succeed Nation. It's Naftali Hoff, and welcome to Lead to Succeed, episode 58. I am joined today by two lovely ladies who are kind enough to get on a call early in the morning with me to mm-hmm. talk leadership. Okay, I have Shanae Moret and Courtney Herring, who are both co-founders of MedSnake Media, a healthcare growth agency that specializes in healthcare marketing and medical billing. They generate more than 20 million views a month on LinkedIn, an unbelievably staggering number. And that is how I know both of them. That's how I've connected with them. That's how I've gotten to learn about who they are, their message, the wonderful resources that they've become, not only to their company and their clients, but to the world at large. And so I am beyond delighted that they are both with me today to talk about leadership. Ladies, thank you so much and welcome to Lead to Succeed. You're welcome. I mean, we're happy to be here. It's early in the morning, but it's great to be here. Yeah, it is early in the morning. Yeah, I actually just posted a short while ago to LinkedIn, but just went outside, stood under a tree that was blossoming and kind of just took it in. I know, Shanae, you're down in Florida, so you get to do all these wonderful outdoor stuff all the time, (laughs) making us Northerners very jealous. (laughs) Courtney, where are you located? So I am in Atlanta, Georgia. Oh, you are in Atlanta. I was there actually for three years. Yeah. Right off of La Vista Road in in, in Toco Hills. Okay. I was a head of school at Torre Day School, which is on La Vista Road. So I'm a former, yeah, I'm a former school leader and I've been in executive coaching and leadership coaching now for about seven years. So I kind of moved over into that space. And now it's very interesting just for me that the last number of weeks with, with educators in particular kind of bottled up at home and looking to learn and looking to connect and looking to grow. Um, I've been offering free webinars for that audience and I've got so many people who are signing up. So thank you for kind of bringing me back to my sweet spot. Absolutely. I appreciate that. Okay. So I want to jump right in uh, to our leadership conversation. I feel like there's so much that you have to offer, but one thing that you talk about a lot, at least what I see in your posts relates to your the humanity if you will of leadership it relates to understanding other people understanding cultural fit understanding who could potentially be the right person that's one piece of it and there's the whole other piece which is the giving and the connection and all of that which goes beyond your business so i i want to separate the two because if we try to do too much at one time you know, that becomes complicated. But Shanae, maybe you can get us started there because I see you're doing a lot of posting specific to that. Talk a little okay. bit, please, about what 
from a leader standpoint. Um, I'd love to get your backstory. I know I jumped right into the next phase. Maybe we'll we'll come back soon because you you, you seem to have gone from a a very modest, maybe even scary and unsettled and uncertain starting point when mm-hmm. you, I think you guys connected, if I got the story right, yeah. to, to where you are today. So we definitely have to go there and I need to hold you accountable to get me back there. That's okay. um, but for now, since I already asked the question, tell me a little bit about what you look for um, in your people, how mm-hmm. you create the culture that invites the right people to the conversation in the first place, and, mm-hmm. and therefore, as a result, build the culture that MedSnake is becoming well-known for and the kind of place people want to, you know, to turn to, if not to work, but at least mm-hmm. to be connected in some way. Yeah, I, I think it's just really about continuously educating people about our, our story, why we do what we do, where we came from, how we've grown in the time, in the small time that we've had, you know, for... 14 months we've had MedSnake Media. We launched 14 months ago. So in this short span of time, we've grown and we want to educate people. It's taken, tremendous, it's taken a tremendous amount of work and effort and going above and beyond. But we want our, our potential clients to know like that's how we work. You know, you won't find anyone else in this niche that's going to go above and beyond the way that we do. And then in terms of attracting um, people, it's just, it's just the culture of we know that not, every, not everyone is perfect. No one is perfect. But you have strengths, you have weaknesses. Um, we don't judge people based on their education or based on where they've come from or based on if they've been fired or, or whatever. We judge somebody by really like the energy that we feel their interview, what they want to accomplish, how they would fit in our company, so on and so forth. And I think that it's just ridiculous sometimes, well, most times, that like sales positions, customer service, receptionist, admin roles, all of these roles require a, a bachelor's degree. And I don't understand why. It's like you're from people, some of the people, the waiters and waitresses that have been immediately laid off, they have some of the best people skills I've seen in real life, you know? So it's just about thinking outside of the box. I think that the hiring norm is just antiquated. And a lot of startups, we're not just the only small company that's trying to change that. It's just a lot of, um, you know, generational thinking is changing. So that's great. Yeah, Courtney, I want to get your, your take on this in just a second. But that last point is so interesting because in my own household, we have this debate all the time. You know, my wife is, she's, she's wonderful. Don't get me wrong, but her, her thinking and my thinking and my son's thinking, our oldest, he's now uh, 21 and kind of like in the work field, um, sure. workspace. So we, we all think a little bit differently. She's the most conventional, you know, get a degree, okay. kind of go through the yeah. system. I, I was that way. I have two master's degrees and a doctorate. So like mm-hmm. I'm, I, and I got rabbinic ordination. I've got all the stuff. You know what I mean? I, there's no more place on my, well, I don't have really a wall for certificates. But I got all the degrees. I got all the degrees. And then my son doesn't even want to finish college because he's been doing, unfortunately now the industry of event sales has really taken a hit because events in general are just not active. But in theory, you know, if you hustle and you, and you know the right people and you do the right thing, generally speaking, you're going to be successful in a lot of industries. So this is a conversation that's ongoing. And now I think he's coming to the terms that maybe 
pursuing at least steps towards a degree is at least a good back pocket kind of thing. Right, but to your right. point, Courtney, I think that you are right. Depending on the industry, we do have to be able to think differently. I think, mm. I think Corona that we're, we're talking in and around, and I think when this yeah. releases, we'll still be in the throes of it. Um, yeah. It is forcing us to change a lot of things, the way we uh -huh. communicate, the way we lead, the way we interact. But it also is a great time for us to reimagine our, um, you know, our, our structure and the way we, in, we engage. So, so Courtney, I, I don't know if that was a great lead in for you or not, but yeah. certainly yeah. You, could, you could pick up on what Shanae was saying before, add your own component, because ultimately it takes the two of you, both of your talents as well as your perspectives to really build your culture. So I'd love to hear what you have to say. So Shanae and I, um, we'll get into the backstory, but we really feed off of each other. She has strengths that I don't, um, and I have strengths that she doesn't. So we really, really fit together. And what's important for our team, you know, especially you know, new people that are coming into our team is how do they fit? What are we missing? We look at what is missing from our team in order to be able to make our team home. Because just because Shanae and I might be the founders doesn't mean that our team still cannot contribute. We also try to make sure that people understand that this is more of a, we want a family culture. Um, we have all different religions. We have all different races. We have all different, everybody here, the rainbow. <laughs> the rainbow is, is with us. And we love that because everyone brings a different perspective. And when we get into, you know, how we actually started, we started with nothing. So I think that's another reason why the people that, we do bring in might be misfits, maybe Shanae, you agree, right. or people that have been fired, but they're still hungry. They still have that drive. So we yeah. try to pull out the positive. And, and that's, that's what I think makes you guys so relatable. You know, the idea that number one, you are open to so many people. And mm -hmm. let's take LinkedIn because that's the place where I think we know each other best. Mm -hmm. um, you know, that's a platform that serves the world. It's an international right. platform. There are people who are reaching out to me all the time from Asia, from all parts of the world. Yeah. And I'm sure you guys are having that tenfold. So um, these, are, these are realities for all of us. And I think that the other piece of the relatability is the starting with nothing. The idea that you don't have to necessarily be um, entitled. You don't necessarily right. have to go to the best schools. You don't necessarily have right. to have a track record of multi-generational success in order to build a successful company. So I, I do think that you have, you've done a really nice job of communicating a lot of who you are. Shanae, I, I circled something when you were talking before, but both of you, of course, could do that. Maybe even I'll start with you, Courtney, because I'm sure you could speak the same language on this. You talked about your why, right? You talked about your purpose. Now, obviously, every business is in business to make money. Right. Yes. You're all in business to feed your families. Yes. You're all in Absolutely. business to do what Absolutely. needs to be done. We're not just purely altruistic in most cases, right. unless we're running a nonprofit or something comparable. But sure. generally speaking, we've got a, a tactical and practical why that has mm -hmm. to keep us going. Yet, we know from all of the great thought, thought leaders that talk about why, Simon Sinek and others, that the, mm -hmm. the mission behind it, that the purpose really drives 
connection and makes people want to choose to work with us versus others who might, even if Shanae, you're out working everybody, bottom line is there are other people who are providing similar services out there. So besides for your effort, people also want to relate to you. Talk about your why, please. And tell me, please, Courtney, as well, um, how did it, did, did it come organically for you guys? Did you, um, was it very purposeful? How did you come to that? And, um, and, and how has it grown perhaps over time? So, you know, our why in general is we want to make healthcare better. We want to make a better experience for the owners of healthcare systems, whether it's hospital or private practices. We also want to make sure that patients are also being taken care of. So the biggest why for us is we feel like if we do our job, meaning with medical billing, I'm just talking general terms. So the mm -hmm. bill is correct, everything's great. Most you know, bankruptcies are due to medical bills. So I feel that I'm doing a service to make sure that we are billing ethically and correctly to make sure that our bills are going out you know, correctly, no, no issues. Then, you know, obviously with Shanae, making sure that the wonderful doctors' facilities are really getting out there. They're showing their face and they're giving their, you know, whole mission and everything out, you know, in the universe so that people can go for themselves. They're putting their best that's mask forward, huh? That's yeah. right. Absolutely. <laughs> Unfortunately, but yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. That's great. Yeah, because so what I'm also hearing there, and Shanae, I haven't forgotten about you, yeah. um, but, but, but the, what I'm also hearing there is that through your, your connection to the end user, you know, there's a motivation, there's a level of engagement that you can create for yourself as well as your team that when I do this, this is the direct result. This is the benefit that people receive. Not just this is a benefit for me in terms of my paycheck or my commission, but it's the benefit to the world at large and to the people that I serve. So I know that there's a story, for example, of John Deere that produces, you know, the, the, um, uh, the, the outdoor products, the lawn mowers and whatnot, that oftentimes are farming products, agricultural, they will bring their people to the fields. They uh -huh. will bring their people to the end users. They will watch them use the product uh -huh. because oftentimes the best way to create engagement, purpose, mission, all of that is to connect the dots and uh -huh. help people see how you're really helping them uh, help your people see how they're helping others, you know, mm -hmm. practically and not just running a business. So yeah. I, I think that that's a great, you know, um, answer. And Shanae, I don't know if you wanted to add to that in any way. Yeah. Uh, and also we really connect with that because we've experienced that. So, you know, Courtney experienced the burden of medical bills when her son was sick at, at you know, what, six months yeah. he suffered from liver disease on and off for a year was like very stressful time and nobody would explain the medical bills to her and they just kept coming in the mail, so on and so forth. So when you're in that position and you experience something like that, something you'll never forget. And then on my end, you know, I was raised in and out of hospitals. I, I didn't have a regular childhood, um, several rounds of chemo, several surgeries. So most people see a hospital and they kind of just think of it like as a place you go when you're sick. For me, it's almost like, oh, that was like my first home. Wow. And I really connected with the physicians and the nurses. And, and 
I realized that this is a place where people come to help other people. Yeah. And it, it's a good place for me, you know, just growing up. Sure. And we see that today. Yeah, we see that today more than ever. Oh, I think hospitals have become humanized in many ways. Exactly. And it's a tremendous opportunity for them to leverage that when it comes to, you know, getting out there and the hospitals that are in the press and in the news and doing the most right now are, are definitely the ones taking advantage of it. But yeah. the thing is, is like they're helping people live healthier lives. You know, the healthcare system is not perfect by any means. But at the end of the day, if you have an emergency, you're going to the ER. Like, that's just no, the bottom line. That's just where it is. Exactly. So they're helping patients and we help them to so help I, them. I think I have to put my wife in touch with you guys because um, one of our children is diabetic. And mm -hmm. we've had and, uh, the whole story, the way it unfolded was just insanity. We were actually, according, mm -hmm. we talked before about my time in Atlanta. Okay. I was actually, we had a son's bar mitzvah, a different child as well as a move on the horizon to a new community, me hanging a shingle. It was like the world was upside down. Right. And then smack in that, all, that whole thing, we get the diagnosis. Right. And so since yeah. that point, forgetting that whole episode for what it was, ever since then, you know, medical bills have been part of our reality, more mm -hmm. so than normal. Yeah. And the frustrations about the billing and all of that right. has just been ever present. So. I get it. You know, I, I've lived through that a little bit and, and I'm sure that, you know, any contribution that you make to simplifying pe people who are dealing with medical issues should not have to be dealing with the billing in any no. way that's beyond taking no, care of not. your responsibility. All right. you, you, have to take, you have to do your part. You have to take care of your responsibility, Absolutely. but it shouldn't be complicated by mm -hmm. failed systems and, and incompetence and lack Absolutely. of communication and bureaucracy. So mm -hmm. having people who are out there who are kind of cutting through the, 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 the weeds and, and, and making a clear path right. um, is providing a real service. And I think that if you guys probably, I don't know what you do to, to motivate your people, but just hang up all those quotes of frustration of people out there who yeah. didn't get it right and you guys are doing yeah. it right. I think that would be, you know, in and of itself, a, a fascinating mm -hmm. and important piece. So, so I do want to pivot because... Um, I, I, di I did say before that I wanted to hear a little bit more about your backstory. Um, mm -hmm. The next two things I'd like to talk about. The first one is the backstory. And the next okay. one is the thing I referenced earlier um, when I was talking, I think, to you, Shanae, in particular, with regards to what seems to be maybe strategic, maybe natural and organic, this desire to kind of connect and mm -hmm. kind of grow a community that's not just, let's call it business, right, but right. It's, it's a community of business people in mm -hmm. more of a community focus than a business focus. It's mm -hmm. how can I help you? How can we grow this kind of thing? So, so let's start with the first one, if you don't mind. And Shanae, I'd like to start with you if I can. Tell me okay. about, you know, the, the rags to riches, so to speak. I don't want to overplay it, but the, the idea of two struggling individuals, if I got the story right, okay. 14, 14 oh, months ago right. or so, were, were, were not sure what, you know, I don't want to say where the next meal would come from, but we're not sure what the next steps would be for sure. Kind of found one another. It, if I got it right, sort of almost mm -hmm. like a happenstance, you know, divine inspiration, whatever, you know, connection. And how did you go from there to where you are today? Because I think in many cases, it's the backstory of leaders. It's the backstory of successful mm -hmm. businesses that motivate people, especially now when so many folks are either being laid off, furloughed, oh, yeah. um, yeah. 
unsure about their futures, reduced work. A lot of people out of necessity are being forced to think differently about their future. And if you mm -hmm. could share inspiration as well as maybe some practical advice for both of you um, that, that will help people take the right next step in their future, I think that would be gold. Okay. So in July of 2018 is really when I took the step to change my life. And it, it just really came as I was just fed up with the limitations that came with the lifestyle. You know, I, I would have to check my bank balance almost every time I went to the store. Um, my sister, my little sister had to move in with me and my daughter to help, you know, make ends meet, to help, you know, pay rent and all that. You know, it was just like very limited lifestyle. I couldn't go where I wanted to go with where I wanted to go with. I wasn't providing for my daughter the way I wanted to. And I, I was working, but it was unfulfilling. And then my daughter got sick. She was in the hospital for like 14 days. And I just, in the hospital, it's almost, it was just like I said enough. So it, actually in the hospital, I took my laptop and I started researching how I could replace my then income with healthcare copywriting because I understand the space and I was already kind of working for a healthcare company. And I knew that copywriting could be very profitable if you did it right. So I just did my research and I started like messaging uh, some people and going on these boards where, and I was offering articles for free. So I, I started doing some articles in the beginning for free and those turned out well. So then they asked, you know, can we put, can we put this on a monthly retainer? You know, it just grew from there. And within a month I replaced my full-time income, but in the hospital, I made the decision. Like I quit my job and it was like make it or break it. If the end of the month came, I was going to have to search for another job and it was just going to be a disaster. So I think that that, um, Knowing that basically there is no plan B really forced me to get moving. And I, I literally was like working till 3 a.m. every day for months straight, but I did it. And when I did it, especially like the third week, I, I closed a contract that was substantial for me back then. And I was like, wow, like this really is possible to make, you know, comfortable living doing what I love. I'm at home with my daughter. Sure. I'm working till 2am, but like, at least I don't have to wake up, leave her out of daycare for 10 hours. And then, so that's really when at that point, somebody I knew told me to get on LinkedIn. And that was probably around like September ish. I spent a few months like, just like looking at what other people were doing, kind of being what they uh, phrase as a lurker. I posted lurker. something. <laughs> it okay. wasn't getting any engagement but I just kept trying and I just kept adapting and then in November late November I posted my first video and that's really for me when the game changed uh, and then I'm gonna kind of revert it to Courtney because I think within the week of me posting my first video uh, Courtney reached out to me so Courtney, you wanna Courtney the floor is yours okay <laughs> So my journey started a while ago. Um, I'm just a little bit older than Shanae. And um, so I am a mastered social worker and I, you know, love helping people. So I think also the idea of community comes from, you know, just social work. I have never met a stranger. 
Um, I can normally, you know, pop up a conversation, you know, with anyone. So what occurred for me was I was doing really well. I was moving up into management and I, you know, got pregnant and then I had my son. Everything was fine. Um, I worked all the way up to my delivery date and then at six weeks old, they told me that his liver was not functioning. And it was not um, like when you put the babies under the lights, it was a conjugated Billy Rubin. So um, that means it is basically just not working. So that was devastating. Um, I had him at 36 years old. And the biggest thing for me was, you know, I was at the top of my career and now I have a sick child. What do we do? Mm -hmm. So I tried to do what I could. I went um, for, you know, different tests every week. Um, then his tests would not be good. So I might miss a week of work right. and I would do what I could. But the thing was, was I, I couldn't do enough. So it was, it was hard for me to do my job. So I was fired um, February of 2017. And that's kind of when everything just went haywire. Right, I had to move. I had to figure out what was going on. And yeah, she moved from North Carolina to yeah, Atlanta. From North Carolina to Atlanta with my now fiance. So fast forwarding, um, you know, obviously he is now fine. He's 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 perfect with the liver. Um, very rare, but we did that for two years. So I was a mess. So I started actually working with a doctor that I knew. And I started billing for her for $500 a month. And um, I just continued to do that. Someone told me to get on LinkedIn, but I use LinkedIn more of a resume. Mm -hmm. um, and then I was like kind of putting out ads. But anyways, fast forwarding to 2018, I did see Shanae's first video. And what's amazing about Shanae is that she's able to show people who she is through video. It's hard for me to do that. If you meet me in person, for me, it's easier. But oh, yeah. on video, I feel like... And that's one thing we will mention is that people get it twisted because they see me on video and stuff, so they automatically assume out of the both of us that I'm the extrovert, and it's actually the opposite. Right. <laughs> so when they meet us in person, they always ask Courtney, like, why is Shanae so quiet? And she's like, oh, that's how she is. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's so interesting that you mentioned that, and Courtney. We we have to finish. We have to let you finish. So I'm not I'm not really cutting you off. Just oh no, you're good. Just unofficially. Great point. Since you mentioned the introvert extrovert piece, I think a lot of folks, frankly, get that confused in general because mm -hmm. they think it's a personality. It's really not. It's about your energy source. Mm -hmm. And so, if you are introverted, like me, by the way, mm -hmm. um, what it just simply means is that you prefer quieter spaces. You prefer the ability to reflect. You do well when you can do intrapersonal learning versus interpersonal yes. learning. You walk mm -hmm. into a big room, you don't get you don't get juiced up necessarily. You'd rather mm -hmm. be in just kind of like a tight little uh, environment where you and your best friends can talk, engage, right. and sort of in, in, you know enjoy each other's company. So being out there, you know, I do a lot of seminars and webinars and and uh, and, and, and live events with real mm -hmm. people, and I tell them all the time that it's not because I don't. Um, enjoy being with you. I'm not shy. You, you right. could never tell when I'm doing right. this that I'm introverted. Right. Right. But it's when we're done 
and you see me kind of, you know, collapse off to the side a little bit. Once <laughs> right. the adrenaline, you know, you know, gets through okay. my system, that's just a matter of whether my battery has been charging or draining during this experience. But it's not a reflection of me wanting to be here or, frankly, my ability or capacity to be up in front of camera, things like that. So I guess, Courtney, we're just going to have to figure out ways to, you know, get you in front of the camera a little bit more. <laughs> Right. Um, and make sure maybe we'll just maybe we'll just make daily podcasts because I think you're doing, I think you're doing yeah. pretty good. I think I you're doing pretty do good here. Because I can see you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There you go. Right. That's right. Well, when you see yourself, kind of like you know, you're out there, you're looking. Right. Yourself, that's a way to do it. Oh my goodness. Yeah, that kind of thing. Right. But that that I think can be inspiring. Anyway, go ahead and finish, please. So I saw Shanae's, um first video, and she was talking about reaching out to people. Uh -huh. And, you know, I hadn't really done that. So I reached out to her because I'm like, well, she's saying reach out. So I reached out to her and we hit it off the bat. We both had two-year-olds. We both were just going through life. We were struggling with many different things. And we wanted to make it, right? We wanted, we wanted to make it. Now, we didn't know how. Yeah. What? <laughs> we wanted, we had a drive. So... I'll pass it back to you, Shanae, because mm. you'll start with that. Yeah, well, so before, if Shanae, if I may interject for just a second, because mm -hmm. you said something before, but I didn't want to cut Courtney off when she was talking. Mm -hmm. um, two things. First of all, the burn your boats concept. You didn't say it in those terms, but um, I've actually written about it. Tony Robbins has talked about it. You might be familiar with the story of Hernan Cortez. And when he came from Spain to Mexico and was fighting, I think it was the Incas, basically okay. burned the boats. Yeah. And said, there is no, there's plan no B. other option. There is no other option. It's fight or perish. That's right. right. And so that was that was a strategy that you took. And that mm -hmm. was something that I think is meaningful for everybody to understand. It's not for everybody. You no, know, it's you not. have to know yeah. if you can do that. Mm -hmm. But if you really want to go all in, you can't be thinking constantly about, well, if it doesn't work out, I'll just mm -hmm. do X. Right. You have to be committed right. fully to your process. You have mm -hmm. to give yourself, I think, the right amount of time to know what's working. There is something called failing fast. You know, mm -hmm. I had David Siegel on. He was the former CEO of Investopedia. He's now with uh, Meetup at WeWork. Um, and he was a guest on my podcast. He talked about the idea of, you know, to, to, to test, to, to determine whether something can work. And if it's not working, cut it mm -hmm. and move to something else. But mm -hmm. at the same time, when you're in it, you know, be in it all the way. Right, um, and then separately, I'm thinking that we just need to create this uh, this social group because you talked about the lurker piece, you know, like this lurkers, <laughs> because I think almost everybody out there starts in some way. Even yeah. frankly, now where I'm posting pretty often, there are parts of my day where I will quote lurk because I still feel that I have growing to do in terms of getting my own uh, message out there, getting enough people to recognize it. Um, and it, it's, it's not necessarily because I'm better or worse on camera or that my message is necessarily better or worse. I think that everybody's different, but mm -hmm. we all need to learn from each other. And I think that one of the nice things of quote lurking um, is the ability to go through your feed, but be, but be strategic about it, right? Mm -hmm. Who's making an impact and what are they doing and how are people responding to it? And then maybe like you said, in your case, Courtney, you reached out because you wanted to grow your business, but you could certainly be reaching out and how are you doing it? And what were your techniques and, mm -hmm. and, and, and what kind of things could you do that, that really will, I guess, leverage what I have to offer and have more people see it so that hopefully my impact could be stronger. 
Right. Um, which I think is a nice tie-in to where I wanted to go with the last question, the last formal question. Mm-hmm. I'm going to start with you, Shanae, if I may, because that was the big item that I mentioned before. You're so, both of you really, but I know I'm starting with you, Shanae, so, because I see your posts maybe a little bit more frequently just in my oh, yeah. feed. Um, you talk a lot about how do you grow your network and, you know, mm-hmm. like this post and, and tag some others and share mm-hmm. it and, and all of that. Now, some people do it purely because they want to grow their, their followers. Mm-hmm. I don't believe that that's true with you guys. I believe that you're doing it because you have altruistic um, inclinations. You want to kind of amplify your mm-hmm. impact. You think with an abundance mindset that there's enough for everybody. And that's, those are important things. Not that you need my, not that you need my, uh, my blessing yeah. or, or my, my validation, but I think that that's really true. Um, talk about where that came from Mm-hmm. why and how that's become so much of your message. And uh, maybe Courtney, you could take this part of it. It's up to you guys. Um, mm-hmm. But how has that, that helped you, even on a purely selfish business level, to mm-hmm. drive new revenue, drive new business connections, this kind of thing? Okay, so that's, I mean, it's a great question. And it's kind of funny because like those grow posts or whatever, I've, I've actually got people like, some people just can't stand them. But what they don't understand is like, in our experience, we've, we've just been connected to so many valuable people in the last 14 months on LinkedIn um, from people that we now consider as mentors to people that, I mean, like an abundance of clients that we serve that we would have never, I think, have, have had that access to had it not been for LinkedIn. And truly, like one of our biggest clients, it just came from a random connection that was just like, Hey, I think you could help my friend. And then that, that, that message led to a meeting and then it's led to like, you know, long-term relationship. So the whole point is, is that people need to understand, like you don't know where your next customer or client is coming from. And the more people that you connect with, the more probability of that happening at a faster rate. Also, you don't know who you could serve in the process. So that, that kind of abundance mindset, like you're saying, is just for people to be able to connect with more people, to be able to learn from each other, and to be able to help one another like in terms of services or referrals along the way. What used to take maybe six months to get to 2,000 connections or a year even, um, people are now doing in a week or two. And the bottom line is I'm not the LinkedIn advisory board. If they didn't want people to grow, I'm sure that they would shut down the post. So you know what I mean? You have to think of it from their mindset too. It's getting more people on the platform. If you can grow faster and connect with more people, then people are going to spend more time. They're going to collect more data and they're going to, you know, that's good for them. They're going to have more eyes on the screens. And that's ultimately what any social media platform is looking for. Yeah. You've creating, so, you're creating a win-win there. Exactly. So that's right. why they- Or a win-win-win, actually. Exactly. That's why they keep boosting. And, and, you know, that's why they keep kind of allowing those posts to go on. Now, I think that some people have kind of overkilled it, where that's all they post, but that's not what we do, like you're saying. Um, but if I have the network, why not allow people to do it? I've gotten tons of messages where they're- those type of posts have led them to not only grow, but have led them to new contracts, new customers, new friends, so on and so forth. And that for me is priceless. So why would I stop? 
Yeah, I mean, I actually feel a little bit selfish here because I mean, I'm even hearing, I think, some of the pinging from that that special LinkedIn message, you know, ding <laughs> that, that we all know and yeah. have come to love. I probably have interrupted or held you back from about 3,000 messages and oh, yeah. likes and comments on your post, <laughs> you know, just in the time that we've been together. If I take all the collaborate, you know, the the, uh, the the totality of it here. So I didn't mean to cut you off, but Courtney, we're, we are kind of running down on this segment. Courtney, if you wanted to add anything additional to this idea of community, networking, et cetera, and then we're going to pivot to a fun final segment. Well, what I will say, I'll make mine honestly very short. If you are selfless in your business approach, the money will come. And that's also what we try to instill in others. So what Sinead created with that growth post was selfless. It wasn't about her. It was about everybody else. So that's that's just the reason, that's the why, that's all of it right there. So I'm done. <laughs> okay, <laughs> powerful and simple, and simple at the same time. All right, so I, I didn't, you see, people don't know this, but this was, as I, as I mentioned to you guys before we got on, this was the, I, I came into this podcast probably least organized of ever. I know we scheduled it kind of last minute and it just sort of showed up on my calendar. Oh my, we're doing it today. And by yeah. the way, this was the day that I committed to sitting with my son to do his virtual learning. So I'm going to get oh, up and do that yeah. soon. My wife is kind enough to take it at one more day, but it is, it is going to be daddy time starting at 9am the next time we do this. I hear anyway, it. the point is that um, I didn't ask you, but I am hopeful that at the end, you can think about this already now. I would love to leave our listeners with one final life lesson. So let that percolate as we move into the rapid fire. Now, rapid fire is short. It's one word, a couple of words, you know, really okay. quick kind of thing. And maybe I'll ping pong between the two of you guys. <laughs> nothing fun. major and nothing That's overly fun. invasive. So do not okay. work. Okay, okay. Uh, Courtney, a great energy snack or something that you do when you're just feeling down and kind of need a little pick-me-up? Uh, Fit Team. I use that. Ed educate me. What is that? It's um, this It's that right. Yeah, show them. I don't you know. You just put it in your water. Oh, oh cool. It's like an energy. Yeah, and it's actually kosher. So you put it in your water. Nice. And it's I got a kosher plug in there. Awesome. Yeah. <laughs> oh, got a hey, I know my listeners. That's we right. serve everybody on this podcast. Are you That's kidding right. me? Okay, Shanae, a quote that you refer often to or live by, it doesn't have to be verbatim. Um, your life won't change unless you do. Okay, powerful. And that it starts sure. from within. That sounds like a good Jim Rohn kind of quote. I don't know if he said yeah. it, but he I definitely said a thousand things like it. Tony Robbins yeah. would say something comparable. Great. Okay, Shanae, um, if you had access to a billboard that you could use mm. for anything not business related, mm. so no med snake advertising, things mm. like that, what would you post? What would you want everybody who's driving by when they start driving again? What mm. would you want everybody to see and be inspired by? I would honestly let people know it's time to invest in, I know this sounds like business, but it's really not like it's time to invest in yourself, invest in your personal brand. Like so many people that have been fired, had they invested in a presence online a year ago, they would be in a much different position and they would have a larger network to tap into, to get, you know, job security very quickly. And a lot of people 
have put that off and now they're panicking and now it's going to be harder to, you know, get out there. Yeah. So that's, that's my advice to anybody right now, whether you are a uh, fitness trainer, whether you do knitting, like whatever you do, mm-hmm. the world is changing. And this health pandemic has really proven and like kind of, I feel like 10 X the, the rate of that change. So maybe in five years, we were going to be cool with working remote. Like this has completely accelerated everything. So whatever you do, you need to find a way to reach your consumer and to reach your target market online. And there are really great ways to do that. We actually have to circle back then because um, I'm going to be recording a short snippet with Corey Warfield a little bit later today. Mm -hmm. I'm trying to do a series called um, Recession Proof Your Blank. Mm-hmm. Right? So it could be recession-proof your resume, recession-proof your network, recession-proof your branding, right? In other words, things you could be doing or should have been doing until this point in time to get to. So that'll right. definitely have to, you're back on the clock soon. Don't worry about it. Yes. Okay, Courtney, end us off, please, with a great book or podcast, something that people could be turning to for learning, inspiration, helping them not only gain motivation or whatnot, you know, in this difficult time, but also some learning skills, whether they're soft skills or technical tactical skills uh, that will help people grow and kind of take the next step in their career. Well, mine is never split the difference. Uh, Negotiate as if your life depends on it. I forgot the author, but that really got my wheels turning, right? how to you know approach people how to approach decisions how to do a lot of things so i think that will at least get your wheels turning nice. on how you can invest in yourself and grow. I've, I've got that in my audible library i don't remember the author's name but it'll come I, I, yeah. <laughs> all right ladies we're gonna we're gonna wrap this up so if we'll start with you courtney a final let's keep it short if we can because we are a little longer on time here um and i know that you have other things scheduled as well um, a final life lesson please for our audience Fear is paralyzing. So just not ignore it, but overcome it. And Shanae? I would say transform your adversity into power. It's the only way to change your life. Yeah, that is the the great comeback story that has resonated throughout our conversation. So Mm -hmm. talking about um, making lemonade out of lemons, you know, I came down to this desk of mine about 60 to 120 seconds before showtime, having like, whoa, what am I going to do here? And thanks <laughs> for your great talent and flexibility and ease of conversation. You've really made this into, I think, a very powerful message that I'm looking forward to sharing with my audience. And I'm hopeful uh, we'll go far and wide because I think a lot of people need to be hearing the wisdom, the experiences, and the inspiration that you both have shared. So I want to thank you both for coming on to lead to succeed today. Um, I'm hopeful that uh, we can find ways to deepen our relationship moving forward to build our presence on the network together. It's been a true pleasure from introverts to intra and extroverts, (laughs) uh, each of you in your respective way. Thank you again and really have an awesome day. Thanks so much for listening to this episode and for investing in yourself so that you can lead to succeed. Before you go, don't forget to pick up your copy of Becoming the New Boss on Amazon or at becomingthenewboss.com. If you've already got your copy, be sure to rate the book and leave a comment.